Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another Ask Zach. I hope you're doing well. Happy New Year. First episode of 2022. Can you believe it? So today, I'm going to talk about my uh, New Year's uh, run of gigs that I uh, you know, play, played some shows and uh, was a ton of fun and uh, had to do some different things because uh, there was a, another, you know, it wasn't me filling in for uh, Paul Bogart's guitar player. It was me playing with him. And so I had to uh, I had to think differently, and I had to bring some different tools with me. And so one of the things I brought was this Dano uh, six-string bass, this Hodad. Also brought a mandolin. Of course, I always have my Esquire, and uh, had the old Vox AC10. So yeah, I'm going to talk about that today. So uh, of course, you know, while while we're thinking about it, uh, if you would please go down in the corner and subscribe if you haven't done that already. Also, I really appreciate you uh, supporting the show. If you've been, you know, watching for a while, there's multiple ways. There's Friends of Ask Zach, which is a way to support the channel on a monthly basis, and I'm very grateful for those guys. Uh, and also, there's good old tip jar information. Or also, there's merch information. Uh, you can go to askzach.com and you can find out more about Friends of Ask Zach or find some merch. So, yeah. All right. So let's dive in. So. I'll just, you know, pardon me, I'm, I'm you know, kind of getting over a, uh, a, a bad cold. Had, uh, you know, that's always fun to go play some shows and, and be sick, but, uh, but I'm, I'm okay and, and doing better. So, but if I'm a little bit froggy, that's why. So to back up a little bit, the last shows I played with Paul, uh, it was a fly date in Las Vegas. And that, of course, is the episode where I talk about going direct because it was, you know, backline kind of got hinky and I just decided to use the Strymon Iridium. Went great. Well, Paul asked me to play a couple more shows, uh, you know, the, the 30th, the 31st, and the 1st of January. So it was, you know, basically the day before New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day. So they were all kind of in the Tulsa and Wichita, Kansas area. So he asked me to do those, and those we weren't going to fly to them. We we're going to be driving out there. So with that, I had a lot more freedom to take stuff. And I learned a whole lot from playing the fly date because that was the first show I had played with the other guitar player. Because again, normally I was filling in for him. But now I'm playing with him, and I'm realizing that, of course, we're going to a lot of the same things. So 
I had to to really think about, you know, after doing that show, I'd really think about um, moving in another direction and staying out of his way. Now, unfortunately, we couldn't have a rehearsal together. So that would have been the easiest thing, but that would have been also the most time consuming thing. So with that, I tried to remember as best I could what he was playing on different songs and, uh, you know, what, you know, because he wasn't doing what was on the recordings I had heard. And uh, which, of course, every guitar player, you know, changes it up when they're when they're playing live and having to cover multiple guitar parts. So I, uh, I, I played more slide guitar because he was not doing that. And then also I brought along this Dan Electro six string bass which uh, I actually picked up recently. I have a Squire Bass 6, but uh, I put flat wounds on it. And with this, I really wanted kind of that Dano, you know, you know, lipstick tube pickup, round wound string sound. So I got this off of the old Reverb and, uh, you know, it was like five or 600 bucks, not too bad. This is a Hodad uh, six string bass from the, uh, from the early 2000s. And uh, I had to do some uh, some little repa uh, kind of uh, uh, I guess what you'd call triage guitar tech repairs on it. So if you see here, this is actually raw solder, you know, unused solder that I used to to ground it because it had a bad ground. And so I just connected the switch and actually wrapped it around one of the strings. And uh, I found that uh, you know that really reduced the uh, the, the uh, ground noise. So I did that. Also, one of the uh, adjustment screws for the pickup uh, just, you know, kind of fell out and I, I didn't have time to, to fix it. So I kind of jammed that up so that the pickup, so this bridge pickup, which is the one I was using the most, would stay in place. So <laughs> that was fun. So anyway, so I, yeah, I, I learned, uh, you know, some different guitar parts and solos and things that I could do, even to playing like an instrumental, like uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky, you know, which uh, really, you know, fun to do, you know. That's just a ton of fun to play on the on the bass and, and on the you know bass six, and then you know the guitar player you know I could play like the melody line and then he could do a response with some you know kind of wailing kind of high you know high on the neck you know type playing so that was a lot of fun so this worked out really well and one of the really fun things was the piece that I played at the beginning of this episode was actually an intro to uh, to a, a new song that Paul Bogart uh, had done. Um, you know, when, when she's, while she's mine, when she's mine, sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting, but I'll, I'll put it in the, uh, in the link. And he just sent us the demo, you know, over the, uh, you know, or the, the single that hadn't been released yet. He, he just, you know, texted it to us and said, learn this. And so that, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens, you know, we're out on the road and, and he texts us this song. And so we, uh, we learned it and it had a dobro part playing that intro. And of course, we didn't have a dobro, and uh, I just thought, well, what if I play it on the bass six, and it'll, you know, kind of, and play it kind of like John Jorgensen might have, you know, played something like that with the Desert Rose Band. And so, of course, I had my Fox AC-10 out there, and I used this, and I used the uh, Boss Vibrato and uh, Boss DD-2 for a little touch of delay, and, uh, yeah, to do, you know, this type of sound. 
was fun to utilize uh, that sound you know, live. And uh, yeah, so those are just kind of the, the things you get uh, asked to do. It's all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's do this song, you know, tonight. No rehearsal, you know, and everyone. And so during sound check, we kind of did, you know, we kind of went through the song once or twice. And, uh, and he was okay with me uh, doing the whole uh, bass six thing on there with the uh, warbly vibrato and everything. So, yeah. So another thing I did was... Uh, I also brought a mandolin and that was, you know, because of course I love to play mandolin and also because the mandolin is fantastic because it stays out of the way of other instruments. So there was a, a Western swing tune called All That Cowboy Jazz that I really love playing and uh, it has some harmony parts on it and such and it was, you know, it was just two guitars sounded okay when we played it in Vegas, but I thought, you know, if I, if I could just play those parts on the mandolin, it's going to sound so much cooler because it's going to be up an octave. And instead of playing like way up here on a guitar, play it here. And also you get different voicings and everything. And then also, you know, I had to take a, a you know, a solo on it. So anyway, it was a song in the key of G. And, uh, you know. You know, just a one, four, five thing. But, you know, you kind of, into the key change going into A. Anywho, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Plus, you know, yeah, the mandolin just kind of stays, you know, out of the way of the guitar, unless the guitar player is playing way up high. And uh, it just kind of has its own sonic real estate. And so it really worked well. Another uh, fun, we played uh, the Don Williams tune, um, some hearts, uh, some hearts will never mend. Yeah, some. My love for you will never die. You know that's a a, a great tune, and so I you know could play mandolin on that, and uh, yeah, and of course another nod to John Jorgensen. The whole reason I play uh, the mandolin is from seeing him uh, play with the Desert Rose Band. You know in the, in the '80s, and and uh, hearing him play uh, his mandolin, which I found out he was running through his uh, AC30s, and. Uh, kind of in tribute to him and also because we had to we ran out of channels so I ran my mandolin through my Vox AC10 here and so I, I just used a, a Boss EQ pedal it, this one's modified by XTS and so I uh, I just you know ran the pickup through that and then I would turn all the effects off so I wouldn't use any effects unless it was something where I was really going for something oddball but yes you can put you know uh, effects on the uh, like uh, I did use the vibrato on the uh, on the mandolin, uh, you know, once or twice just to get kind of a, a neat effect. But yeah, so that was just a, a whole lot of fun, you know, s switching out and, and uh, playing the mandolin and bringing different colors to it and, uh, you know, make, making it fun. Also, you know, I got to uh, I got to sing a couple songs, uh, you know, he needed, a, you know, he wanted to have a break. And so 
I played some favorite tunes of mine. So I played uh, Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line, you know, the old Waylon Jennings tune that uh, Jimmy Bryant uh, got uh, got payment for playing on a session for by uh, getting writer credit on it, even though he didn't write it. And uh, did like uh, Honey Won't You Open That Door, the old uh, Mel Tillis song that uh, Ricky Skaggs had a hit with. That was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so it was just a, a hell of a lot of fun, you know, going out and, and playing some shows. Those are those are great guys, and uh, and it was it was good music. I really love playing, you know, traditional country music. It, uh, it really warms my heart and makes me feel good. And you know, I get to play my Esquire, you know, through uh, through this nice uh, Vox AC10 and with a, a a simple pedal board. I'll just tell you what I what I have on here. I have the XTS GE7. Uh, which they just modified to make it where it's a little more guitar frequency friendly and a little cleaner, a little quieter. Uh, Sonic Research Turbo Tuner used the the Karma Mostortion, which I highly recommend because it's like two hundred bucks and it's uh, it sounds the, the same as my old Mostortions and it and it's just more rugged and smaller. I uh, used a new uh, Boss Vibrato, the Wazacraft version from Boss. Had an analog man tremolo just because I didn't want to run this foot switch all the way over, even though this actually would have sounded better. The Vox's uh, tremolo is, is really nice. And then I had a Boss DD2 for a long delay time. And then I had the Boss RV2, which is the old um, reverb pedal they made back in the late 80s. And of course, I have that on the plate setting. And yeah, again, uh, in, in kind of tribute to John Jorgensen. I don't play anything like John and... Uh, but yeah, he's just uh, been a, a, a big uh, influence. And, uh, you know, it's kind of when I think about country bands, I, I kind of think about either his, his mold or, or playing more like, you know, Roy Nichols or Reggie Young. Those are kind of, you know, a lot of my heroes when I'm, and what I'm thinking about, you know, as far as, you know, not playing exactly like them, but maybe thinking like them in, in a small way. So, but always ends up coming out like me because I can't, can't play like those guys because I'm me. So, yeah. So w one other thing I'll just mention briefly is, uh, you know, it was a little tough being sick out on the road, which I was. And, uh, you know, but I just, uh, and just so you know, I, uh, I was tested. And so, you know, I didn't have the unmentionable, you know, while I was out on the road and uh, wasn't spreading that. But uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of tough, you know, of course, having to rest up, you know, and then, you know, get ready for the show and kind of saving up all your energy for the show. But uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that, that was my uh, New Year's Eve gig. Amp-wise, I just used the, the Vox AC-10. I had the Fender Tone Master Deluxe, the blonde one. I had that as a backup, but I didn't use both amps because again, there's another guitar player and I didn't need to go stereo. And so I just went mono. And it was it was great, of course, you know. And then I could actually turn the the AC10 up louder, so I could turn this thing up about halfway, and it sounded pretty darn glorious. I want to uh, thank some some friends out there that have uh, been been kind and sent me some some gifts. I had uh, one friend that uh, who shall remain nameless who gave me an early Duncan broadcaster pickup that he used in his guitar for many years on, on sessions and albums and such. So, uh, yeah, very, thank you. Also had, uh, Greg Townsend 
was kind enough. He plays in low straight jackets and he sent me a two of his albums and uh, they they are fantastic. They are they are the kind of instrumental music I like because he actually plays melodies instead of just flailing around. I mean, he will play some solos and burn some, but he has, you know, pure guitar sounds. He plays a jazz master and a telecaster and, you know, and, and just gets a good guitar sound and doesn't just go wheedly, wheedly, wee, which that wheedly, wheedly, wee just wears me out. So uh, I like it a little bit. But then also, uh, you know, I'm always amazed at the people that will, you know, reach out to me. And one of them was Bob Berman. So Bob Berman um, managed Danny Gatton for a while, did some interviews with like uh, Roy Buchanan and James Burton and others. And, uh, He's a, you know, a great, you know, historian and also he's been involved in the business and uh, he sent me this really cool picture of he and James Burton in the, uh, it looks like the mid to late 1960s by uh, Burton's uh, lamb chops and also by the, the Cadillac because, uh, of course, Burton always uh, drove a Cadillac. So I thought that was a, a really, really cool photo of uh, Bob and, and James Burton. So... I just want to thank y'all for uh, for sticking with me. I'm sorry I was uh, you know gone for a couple of weeks. You know, of course it was holidays, and then it was gigs, and then I got sick, and now I'm you know getting over it, and you know looking forward to uh, to, to good times in in 2022. And I hope uh, hope y'all are all doing well, and uh, yeah, and I'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>